Show notes, schmo notes. This episode is way too long as it is, so let's keep it quick and get this horse train show on the road. This Bagel Bite, we're annoying slash scaring you with our current verbal stims. Discussing imposter syndrome, medication changes, and left-handed scissors. Doesn't that last one sound interesting? Breaking down a communication breakdown and opening an important dialogue about the autistic injustices of Amelia Bedelia. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, If you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks, and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather, weirds of a Are we ready to get the show on the road? Let's get the show on the road. Let's do it. Road show. All road. right. <laughs> All right. Are, yeah, we're going? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know you want me. Yeah, let her rip. Welcome to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the okay, next let me start over. Okay, wait, okay. No, no, I got it. I got right, it. I got you got it. it. Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Stanhope. Whoa. Whoa. Last I'm, name. I'm your host, Grace Beret. Bore or Beret? Beret. Ah. We're going with it. We, we already talked that's about That's what it. it is. All right. We're in it. Yeah. Welcome. We yeah. Got, we I, hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that your mouth isn't too full. Because God we get a little, little tiny bagel bite for you. Yeah. But it's never really teeny tiny, so maybe spit some food out. Yeah. Make more make room. Make more room. More room than you think you'll need. Yeah. Because we got stuff to share, but in a bite-sized form. Yeah, but it's probably a pretty solid bite. Because yeah. it always is, especially when I'm leading the episode. Yep, you're like going to need to chew on this one. I like to, ooh, <laughs> I like to jam a bunch of stuff in there. <laughs> All right, Christiche. Yeah? Instead of a warm-up question, sure. I wanted to do a uh, my current verbal stim. Yeah? We've done this segment before, maybe once or twice. Have we? Yeah, remember? We talked about, it's a poop hole. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> Duh. Okay. So I have had a verbal stim stuck in my head for the last like three weeks, and I haven't been able to stop to the point where it's like a problem. So I thought we could share our verbal stims on this episode. Sure. So I think yeah. it's fun. You, you, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah mine's first? less fun. Okay. Um, Lately, I've been having a lot of anxiety uh, because who isn't? And when I do, sometimes I count to myself to four over and over again in like a rhythm so i like like someone who's like going through things i guess like one two three four one. you know it's very <laughs> um who's that lady from the 20 plus kids and moving on 20 kids <laughs> 18 kids and counting yeah michelle duggar yes she's <laughs> what you call it 20 kids and moving on <laughs> that's close you were Kind of close, they I guess. They have, like, a spinoff, right? 20 yeah, kids 20 and, kids and moving right? on. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving your family behind. Yeah. I'd watch that. That'd be, 
That's TV drama right there. Michelle takes the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that. <laughs> but you know how she has that like weird kind of like rhythmic voice of yeah, like Yeah, it's on purpose. Children. That's why she does it. It's like on purpose. Is it? Yeah, to oh. come across as this like a demure, God-fearing woman who's, like, very feminine and, like, bows down to the husband. Ugh. So that voice is, yeah, a strategy. So anyway, I use my Michelle Duggar voice (laughs) and I just go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And I usually do it in my head. But lately I've been doing out loud and and I'll be, like doing a task or something and I'll be counting to myself and then I look over and Christopher's just staring at me like agape being like are you okay and I'm like I'm fine and he's like why don't we sit down (laughs) it is kind of creepy it is really creepy and um and sometimes I do it in my sleep so he I think so when we first moved in stressful um I guess I was dead asleep and in his ear I just go one two Oh, my God. He was like, I almost moved out. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for someone like him who watches a lot of horror movies. It's Um, very horror movie. Yeah. I don't talk in my sleep that often, but apparently I did that. When you do, it's creepy as shit. So so that's come back. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's not great, but that's what I've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Nice and normal. Yeah. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Doing well. Yeah. um, Best day ever. Uh. Grace, yes. what's your verbal stim? So my verbal stim is one that I have now infected you with. Yes. And you also... it should be, we should just have the same verbal stim now. I know. So mine is Ian loves to watch the show Top Gear. It's a great show. It's like a British car show of three I love dudes. British humor. Yeah, I do too. And I, I like Top Gear too. It's always on. There's a channel on our TV. We have this weird TV with like its own weird cable. And there's a Top Gear channel where it's on 24-7. That's why it's always playing in the house. Because Ian likes to watch it in the mornings. And so he'll just put it on and then we'll usually like leave it I on for Lucy. I can't watch TV in the morning. I'll never get off the couch. Oh, Ian's very good about it. I can't. I, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, you get sucked into things. I, get, I can't. So bad. I, once I'm in the wet, I can't get out. I'm never dry. See, my thing is, I've said this on here before, that I can just, like, stop a show at any point. So I I'll could... just, like, watch a little bit of my show and then stop it. I could never. I could never. <laughs> never. Not never. Not never. But anyways, <laughs> Top Gear is always on in the house. And this won't do it justice. No. <laughs> but it's like an in- it. instrumental song. And it goes, beep, 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 beep. Not stop doing it. Neither can I. It's now. like <laughs> to the point where I'm driving myself crazy. I'll do it even when I don't want to. I'm like, stop it! But I can't stop. And especially because Top Gear is on every single morning, pretty you much find in our a house. Different channel. I know because I'll finally get out of my head, and then I'll hear it in the other room. Beep 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 beep. beep. I'm like, fuck! Damn it! <laughs> it's like a safety show, though. Everybody has those safety. Yeah, exactly. Shows. It's easy to put on. Yeah, they're can... funny. They're entertaining. You can't. You don't. You don't have to like wait for the ending. You know exactly. And because I love those shows. there's a Top Gear channel, it's just like always on. So it's a reliable thing that you can just put on in the morning. You, you know, know what is a great show? What? How it's made. Oh, I've watched oh that God. a couple times. I yeah. watched that for hours. If there was a How It's Made channel, I would probably watch oh it. Oh my God! But just... there's not. So it's and they always have Top the cool Gear. like lo-fi music in the background. Like yeah, very 80s. I feel like that's kind of on the same level. So Ian will watch it for like 20 minutes in the morning and that's it, you know. 
but then we'll usually have it on for Lucy. And I'm home all day. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just hear from the other room. Lucy's like, and then I can't stop doing it. And luckily, Ian laughs every time I do it and he thinks it's funny. But for me, I'm like, get out of there. Get out of my brain. Unlike the Cinemagic song. You, you love, love Cinemagic, where movies and, and magic come together. Did I ever tell you that I went to the movies here once before Cinemagic closed? I went with my friends Tori and Justin, who are not from here, and I thought Cinemagic was like a national chain. Um, It's and, not? No. So that uh, intro came on when we were in the movie theater, and I sang along with the whole thing, and they were just both staring at me. They're like, what the fuck? What is this? Did like, Cinemagic. Cinemagic close? Yeah. It's now like Apple something. Apple Music. I don't know. Apple movies. I don't know what oh, it is. It's something stupid. That's But really apparently sad. Cinemagic is not a national chain. And I just figured everyone knows this from going to the movies. I'm so sad. We've already <laughs> talked about love Cinemagic. Ba-ba-ba. ba And the popcorn, like, burp. yeah. Yeah. You're, You're like, like on that. the roller coaster? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, not everyone uh, knows that one. Okay. Well, I'm really sad. I thought that was like a national thing. I know. I did too. What a small world. <laughs> Until that in. moment yeah. where they stared at me like I was a freak. Um, so that's my music verbal stem, and I have yeah. one more quote stem that oh. I keep saying in the last few days. Okay. Ian and I have been going through all the Austin Powers movies, and we just watched Goldmember. Oh. Now I can't stop saying, Daddy didn't love me! <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of shout it to myself throughout the day. I haven't seen the Austin Powers movies <laughs> in forever. I would say... Is Goldfinger the one with Beyonce? Goldmember? Yeah. He's Goldmember. Yes, Goldmember. that is Beyonce. Goldfinger is like... Actually, James Bond. Yes. Right? Yeah. And gold okay. member is the mocking of it. Yeah. I love gold. gold. Smelting accident. Um, yeah. So those are my verbal stems. Lovely. And I hate it. I'm driving myself crazy. Daddy didn't love me. All right, Kristen. Shall we mosey into those little plushes? Little plushes. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's your what's your little plush? We didn't do our song. Oh fuck. Come on. Okay. Get I, it together. I gotta get it together. All right. All right. Little plushes. All right. My little plush is I started repainting the ceiling and the white trim in the living room Ooh. that got uh, maroon paint all over it from the first time I painted the living room and didn't tape anything off and smeared it all around. Well, we, first of all, that's awesome. Because we also have the same problem, except we did tape it off, and we still got green paint everywhere. That makes me feel better. All right. I've been beating myself up. Yeah. I'm and glad it, it would have happened regardless. I look at it every day. I go, we need yep. to fix that. Yes. I look at it every single day. I'm like, fuck, I hate that. I need to fix it. And I don't. But I also want to paint more green in going into the dining room. Mm. But that requires us to paint. paint. Yeah. Painting requires you to paint. Yeah. That's the problem. So that's like kind of the big thing. Yeah. But I've started. I started doing it. Good. I painted some of the trim. I painted some spots on the ceiling. So I'm getting there. And I taped yeah. off the other stuff. I taped off the oh, maroon. Good. Yeah, you got to tape it. Because then I'd just be going back and forth, back right. and forth of getting the white be on the maroon, maroon on the white. Yeah. And so on and so forth until death. <laughs> so, yeah, I started and I haven't finished. And maybe right. I never will. Maybe I will someday. Starting's the hardest part. No, finishing's the hardest it's, part. It, yeah, you're finishing absolutely right. Starting is, is the fun part, and finishing is... Starting is hard, and finishing is also hard. And the middle part is hard as well. <laughs> it's just hard all it's around. It's hard all around. Once I get going, it's good. So yeah, I guess starting. But really finishing up those last details yeah. is where I struggle. Because so. you're like, ugh. Or you, I hate when you're like mid-project, 
and then you just lose all your motivation. Yes. And you're like, even if I stop, you still have all the stuff you have to pick up. Yep. And you're just exhausted from your, like, whatever you just did. Yeah. And now you have to, like, clean up. That's the right? worst part of any project. But then project. you're like, well, what if I get back at it tomorrow? Which will never happen. And that's what happens with my painter's tape. Like, in the kitchen, there's still painter's tape because I need to do a second coat somewhere. And I'm like, I'm not going to take the painter's tape down because I still need to do that second <laughs> coat. But I'm also not doing the second coat. So now we just have painter's tape on the ceiling. Now it's just part of the <laughs> just, aesthetic. It's just there. I don't even really <laughs> notice it. Except when I do and it makes me angry. <sighs> uh, All right, Kristen. What did you accomplish? I started meds. Yeah, I went to a doctor. Woo! Woo! Doctor meeting. Yeah, I had a doctor meeting and I came in. You told me, be yourself. And boy, was I, like, in the worst way possible. No, in the best way possible. I was really nervous about it because I hate going to the doctor, even though I work with doctors. We've talked about, I think this is, like, episode one we talked about how much I hate going to the doctor. Yes. Um, Non-compliant. Non-compliant. I did get yelled, not yelled at, but a stern talking to about how I'm not taking my inhalers appropriately. They're right. Um, yeah, he's like, you have to preserve your lung function. Um, and I was like, yeah, my function. And, (laughs) uh, yeah, so that's what we mostly talked about. But I came in there, um, like vibrating because I was so just, it was like first thing in the morning and I was like ready to talk. I almost like brought in my book ADHD 2.0 and I was going to like point out passages that I related to. And then I was like, maybe that's too much. Yeah. They were a little um, too much. Too much. So I reined it in the best I could. Yeah. Which was not enough. But um, he... Well, that's good. I told you not to mask because then you're masking your ADHD traits and then he'll be like, oh, you seem normal to me. Yeah. And boy, I was not normal because right. I, I was all over the place and I tried my best to be like organized in my thoughts. I did write everything down, which was really helpful. Good strategy. And then I didn't lose that paper in the parking lot like last time. Good job. Um, so... His comments were, boy, you wrote quite a few things down. And I was like, it's because I have no memory. Mm. And um, yeah. And he said, yeah, let's try you on meds. And we had a very long conversation versus stimulants versus non-stimulants. And it was really productive. And so, yeah. So this has been a very long process. And maybe I'll talk about it more, but maybe it won't. Um, But right now I am trying out uh, Stratera or Atom. I know this med. Atomoxetine. Atomoxetine. Thank you. And we're trying it out. So it's a non-stimulant, right? Non-stim. No stim. But I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel better. Hmm. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I feel like I'm more present in the moment. You seem more clear-headed. Clear-headed. And I feel like I can organize my thoughts a little bit better. I Mm. noticed this at work, too, like trying to organize what I'm going to do for the day and my task initiation. You seem less flustered. Yeah, because I feel less flustered. Mm. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really really do feel better. And, And I feel like I can be a little bit more organized. But I'm also, I'm still exercising. I think my best days are when I do my 20 minutes plus of cardio and I eat before I take my meds because, or else I'll give me a little tummy ache. Mm. And and then I go to work and then I feel like great. Nice. 
And then when I don't do that, it's not as much, but I still don't feel bad. But yeah, I feel like I'm I'm doing okay. And and it's a big step for me. So, yeah, I'm yay. proud of you. So more of a big push rather than a little push. But I'm excited for this journey. I'm excited for you too. Yeah. It has been a long, long road. It's been quite a long road. I'm still dealing with a lot of, um, believe it or not, imposter syndrome, which I think I'm going to do a whole episode on because mm. I think it needs to happen. Yeah. And um, I don't know if I was telling you earlier, I just, it kind of happened when we were talking about ADHD I wasn't expecting the conversation to go in the direction it did, which was starting me off on a medication right away. I thought we were going to talk about, like, sleep habits or, you know, burnout or something, you know? Like, I'm mm. just, I'm, I'm, I was ready for a fight, I guess. And well, because every doctor before that has made you fight for, for just yeah. being believed. Yeah, and I think I came in very organized with my things that I wanted to say. And I clearly did a lot of research, and I think I was able to show that it was affecting my everyday living and my career, hmm. and that I was trying non—I was trying everything as far as, like, reduce, trying to reduce my burnout and trying to reduce my stress and trying other things like exercising prior. Hmm. So I think I was able to show that I've tried other things and that things aren't working. And so, yeah, so it very quickly, like, went in the direction I was hoping it would go into, but I wasn't expecting that to happen, if that makes any sense. Yes. And then I was really caught off guard, and then I didn't know what to do, so I called Christopher, and I was convinced that they were... <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I feel silly saying this, because I still feel like I was like, what if, hear me out, it's a placebo, and they're faking it just to shut me up, which is crazy. I know because that's so incredibly illegal and because you can't prescribe a medication but then not put the medication in the medication. Yeah, unless it's like a study that they're doing. Yeah, exactly, which it's not. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's just a regular doctor prescribing yeah. you a regular medication yeah, that yep. lots of people take. And it was take. a regular conversation, but I just I was so ready for a fight and for things like not to go my way about talking about ADHD and everything. And he's like, nope, this sounds like ADHD. You're right. Blah, blah, blah. Here, oh. let's, and I was like, what do you mean I'm you know, yeah. so I was very much ready for a fight. I'm still kind of dealing with um, imposter syndrome, but I am on medication. I'm still exercising in the morning and I feel good. And I told you, if you don't have ADHD, no one does. <laughs> I, do. I do. I I, I I, know. And this is why we have to do an episode on imposter syndrome. And I want to. Um, yeah, it goes I, so deep. It's like I can't I couldn't get it out of my head. I was like panicking. And even when I picked up the meds, I'm like, what if they're not there? Like, what if it was a joke? And I'm oh like, my God, that's so I sad. Know. It's so it's so sad. And and I just kind of I don't know. I like didn't know what to do that day. It was so weird. Yeah, it's well, it's a lot of imposter syndrome because I was I think I don't know. I was just I was so ready to like be feisty and fight about it. Mm. And then I didn't have to because he was very kind and understanding and so you're like, he's up to something. Yeah, he's exactly. I was like, this there's elaborate no way. Prank. There's no way. <laughs> They're all laughing in the back. Yeah, it's a punked episode. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Ashton? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was it was really weird. I still feel weird about it, um, but I'm excited. Nice. But I'm yeah. excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, well, maybe on like Patreon or, or a different episode, we'll, we'll have a more in-depth 
discussion because I still feel very like imposter. But that doesn't have to be today. But that's my okay. little push. Yay! You and did. I've almost remembered to take them every single day. All right. Almost. There you go. Woo woo. Woo woo. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that little push. Thanks for being vulnerable with oh, us. You're welcome, yes. Mm. Should we do a little top gear transition into my next part of the I'll have to like insert the real song here because it's just like an instrumental electric guitar sound, which becomes very annoyingly high pitched. I don't even want to say it's not even 80s. It's just like. Yeah, it's just like weird it's, instrumental. It's, like it's so catchy. Eighties. It's so catchy. So catchy. All right, that was a good transition. Um, so for this smorg bagel bite, which is kind of all over the place, but you guys know that. Yeah. I had a few notes about left-handed scissors. Oh that- wait. Oh wait, I was thinking about ambi scissors, ambi deck. Ambi scissors. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them. But ambi yeah. Well, I have a little note about ambidextrous scissors. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But lefty scissors first. Yes. So in episode 61, I believe it was, I did a, a informative, informative info dump about boop, boop. left-handedness. And Chris and I were talking about lefty scissors and... How we don't understand how scissors work. Yes. And why you can't have ambidextrous scissors and why left, why right-handed scissors don't work for left-handed people. And I had speculated that I think it's because you're pulling the blades apart as opposed to pushing them together. Turns mm. out I was correct. Whoa. But that's only part of it. Oh, so there's just, more. Yeah. I just learned this little interesting bit about left-handed scissors, which I know doesn't sound interesting as I'm saying it, but I think it is. So I just wanted to give a little update. Yeah. So from sewingmachinetalk.com. Oh. Why do scissors not work left-handed? Solved is what it's called. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mystery solved. All right, so it says that left and right-handed scissors are constructed differently, making the experience very different for the user. It's not just a matter of finger grip. The real difference lies in the blade assembly. One main issue, uh, right-handed scissors don't work for left-handed people, is the position of the upper blade. When the blade is on the opposite side, it obstructs the user's vision and makes the scissors difficult to use. So part of it is that, like, where that upper blade is positioned makes it hard to see what you're cutting when you're using right-handed scissors on your left side. So it's hard to like cut a, across a straight line. Ah. So the upper blade is on the left-hand side with a left-handed pair of scissors. So for the right-handed scissors, this upper blade is on the right-hand side. So when using scissors meant for the other dominant hand, you will struggle to see the cuts you are making in the fabric or whatever you're cutting. Another big problem for lefties has to do with the mechanics of the scissors as we squeeze them. We might think we are only applying downward pressure when using scissors, but no, no, no. This is not the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding my own little commentary. I like it. Thank you. When we squeeze the handles of a pair of scissors together, we are applying pressure downward and sideways simultaneously. I see. Because of these mechanics, lefties pull the blades apart as they cut with right-handed scissors. As this happens, the left-handed user can experience a real struggle depending on the material they are working with. As the blades pull apart, paper can bend and tear instead of cut. Material can become messy and frayed or fail to cut at all. And that's exactly what happens when I use scissors. Yeah. It's like it just kind of smushes it yeah. between the blades, but it doesn't actually cut it. It just mushes it all what up. If, what if you put your left hand and kind of crooked it so it was upside down and then use the scissors like that? So being like the same. Like flip them upside down? Like you take it and then do this. No, that sounds terrible. Bad for the wrist. It's uh, not ergonomically correct. And yes. I know you guys 
listening can't see me contort my arm. Her hand is all twisted upside down. Yeah. What if you use them upside down? No. Why would I do that? I no. What if you're in a pickle? You only have right-handed scissors. If I have right-handed scissors, I usually try to use them with my right hand. But for some reason, that also doesn't work for me because I think I just don't have the motion down. Oh. And so I usually just end up like trying to use them with my left hand and like trying to also use my right hand to like push the blades together as I or cut. maybe like you very do two-handed. Yeah, I kind of do like a a paper cut type of motion. You just rip it with your mouth at that point. Yeah, I just, just nibble it. Get yeah. in there with my teeth. Um, I want to try lefty scissors with my left hand. I think you should. It'd be a good uh And then I also want to try righty scissors with my left hand, but doing it upside down. You can do that on your own time if you'd like. I have to try it. Okay. Just for the sake of for the science. experiment. Yeah. yeah. For, si- for science. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I also learned a little bit. We were talking about ambidextrous scissors. Yes. You, you wanted to invent ambidextrous scissors. Yeah. I did not think it was possible because of this issue where if it's a problem where scissors are designed for right-handed people to push together, how could you make ambidextrous scissors because the screw has to be on one side and the blades have to either push together or pull apart? Yes. So I thought it wouldn't be possible to make ambidextrous scissors, but this man in China... there's a will, there's a way. Yes. A man in China has done it, although it seems like these are complex scissors and they would not be available just to everyday people. But essentially, this guy, Ren Peng, a designer based out of Shenzhen, China, designed a pair of universal scissors called double scissors that both right-handed and left-handed people can use. When users would like to change the scissors orientation, they'll need only flip over the finger handles on its swivel mechanism so that the blade's positioning remains while handles adapt to the user's grip. Essentially, they like come the two, first of all, Side note, I hate when people call scissors a scissor. It really drives me crazy. Yeah. Do you hate that? I hate that because it's scissors. It's yeah, like it's two multiple blades. things. It's yeah. multiple blades. So it's scissors. Yeah, it's not. Can you grab me a scissor? I hate that. It's a scissors. Scissor. It's scissors. But it's I would m- say that each blade is a scissor. Uh, that but, is correct. Put them together. You got scissors. Yes. Yes. So with these, essentially, they come apart into two you different take scissors. Each scissor apart. Yes. You take the scissors apart so you have two scissor. Yes. You scissai. Scissai. Please. <laughs> proper plural term. And then you like, and they're color coded so you can know like which blade is supposed to be on top or whatever. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I see. These. I have such a hard time describing physical things. Okay. But essentially they can come apart and then you like put them together either on, you know, the top blade is on the left side or the top blade is on the right side, depending on which hand you're using. So oh, there's a coupon. Oh. Oh, wait. No, that's an ad. Oh. Uh, deceptive. Oh. So apparently it can be done, but it seems like it's a very complex thing, and it would maybe just be better to just get some left-handed scissors and, like, keep those around as well. I want these scissors. They're probably very expensive. I didn't look. Yeah. How do you get them? And also, like, in what situation, I guess, would you use those? In the classroom? Because otherwise, like, if you're at the house, I guess if Ian and I shared one pair of scissors, we could have one of these pairs that you can switch over, but wouldn't it just be better to have a pair of left-handed scissors and a pair of right-handed scissors? No. This, no? this is You only have, need one pair of scissors. I know, but it just seems like at that point, it's going to take extra work for me to switch the scissors around, and they're expensive, but I'd probably rather just have two pairs of scissors, plus, like, losing them. Purposes. I would like two pairs of ambidextrous scissors because we always lose our scissors. But you and Kristen 
you and Christopher are both right-handed. Well, Christopher was started off lefty, forced to be righty, but now he's a righty, right? See? <laughs> that is correct. So who would, other than me, yeah. if I need to cut something at your house, why would you need ambidextrous scissors? In case you come over. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, so I just thought that was How a, are you going to do all my gift wrapping? <laughs> you're right. I guess I just won't. Is my cure. I know. So I, I just my thought that was an interesting little note about left and right handed scissors. I'm trying to find it online. I like found the Pinterest article, but I'm like, I want to know how much it is. That's okay. We don't have time. Okay. All right. I had one more little note about ADHD. I don't know if I want to do that this episode, though, or not. What do you think? Should I do it? I've only what? talked about left hand scissors this episode. <laughs> is that a good bagel bite? <laughs> uh, what's, what's our time? Uh, we're at like 30. I can mention it pretty. Yeah, yeah, let's breeze through it. Yeah, okay. Because it's a bag of bite. Yeah, there's a bag of bite. All right, I just wanted to make this little, uh, a little note about little our ADHD part two episode because I was listening to it and I was just kind of thinking about things. And then Ian and I had a little autistic, allistic communication breakdown the other day. Woo woo! And I just wanted to share it on here because it made me laugh, and I, I think it's really important to recognize like how these little miscommunications can happen, and if you don't realize what's going on, like. They can, you know, this is a very small, silly example, but I can totally see how these can lead to, like, much bigger communication breakdowns. So, essentially, Ian got home from work, and we were just, like, talking about our days, and I was telling him, as a matter of fact, just, like, as a fact, that I got a splinter, and he automatically went and grabbed the tweezers because, to him, I was communicating, I got a splinter, semicolon, will you get the tweezers and take it out for me? Whereas I was just telling him I got a splinter as, like... An objective fact. Period. Yeah, I was just telling him, oh, that's something that happened in my day. I got a splinter. But he interpreted that as me asking him to get it out for me, which like we I was thinking maybe we'd have a conversation about it where we could come up with solutions and he could offer to get it out for me. But I just thought it was very interesting, that little difference of how he interpreted that as me asking him for help, whereas I was just telling him as a flat out Mm -hmm. fact. Interesting. Yeah. So I just thought that was like an interesting little communication breakdown. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of for the win, though, right? Because then you didn't even have to ask. He's like, because Ian's like a. Well, no, because I didn't. I got scared. I said, oh, no, I'm not uh, ready. Like, I wasn't ready for him to come at me with tweezers. I wanted to, like, discuss it first. You know, we don't live together. I would have pinned you down and got that fucker out of there. Okay. So then you and I were talking about it. And you said that you would have done the same thing. Yes. But. I was kind of, you know, thinking about the differences in those two reactions. Because like me, you are also autistic. You can communicate very literally. Yes. But there are certain things where I feel like this is a hard concept to explain. But I think the difference between you and Ian in that moment is you like to problem solve, especially when it comes to medical stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you said, whether I had asked for your help or not, or whether you thought I was asking for your help or not, you would have grabbed the tweezers because you want to take out the splinter. Yeah, that- a splinter's ass is grass. Like you're, you're like, ooh, yay, a splinter. A splinter. I want to take it out. Like when I see a big pimple on someone's Ugh. back, and I'm like, get me at it, gross, and I'll get it, whether or not they want my help. Ew, yuck. Well, it is what it is. It's got to come out. I guess so. Not always, but I was just thinking about those communication differences where you're not necessarily interpreting. You wouldn't necessarily interpret that as me implying I want you to help. You would just want to help, and therefore you would grab the tweezers. Yeah, if anything, I would interpret it as you got a splinter. I would would assume the next thing would be out of your mouth, don't touch me. Yeah, (laughs) 
but you <laughs> want to do the splinter. And you can so, see like my eyes glaze yeah. over as I'm just like, let me at it. So you would force me to let you take out my splinter. Yes. Forced whereas, care. Yes. Whereas for Ian, I think it's truly more of a communication thing where he's not like, ooh, splinter, I want to take it out. He is truly hearing when I say I have a splinter. He is hearing me say I have a splinter. Will you help me get yes. it out? Yeah. And I feel like that's a subtle difference, but it's a very important difference. And we talk about all the time how ADHD and autism can look similar in their behaviors, but the root cause is different. Yes. And I thought that was a really good example of that. Yeah. And I think that as autistic people, like we do, we are able to learn to like read into what people are implying in certain situations through like social conditioning. And like you said, people pleasing Mm -hmm. kind of like drills it in us where we should offer to do these things because someone might be implying this. Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that, like, autistic people cannot read into what people are implying. I think we can. Well, because it's a spectrum, too. Like, Mm. some people have different skills on the autistic spectrum, which I think we need to talk about one day. But yeah. And so maybe some people are better at picking up social cues than others or or kind of I don't want to say assuming, but kind of like reading in between the lines than others. Where you've like learned, you've picked up on the social rule yes. of when this person says this, they are implying this. That they want help or something. Yeah. Yes. But for the autistic brain, it's not inherent. Like we don't naturally yeah. pick up on those Stick things. shift. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's manual as opposed to automatic. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, I don't want to just say blanket like because you're autistic, you never are able to, like, read into what people are saying. Yeah. I think we can if we've been, like, trained in those social situations or we've been, like, shamed in a social situation where you thought someone was telling you a fact, but they were actually, like, implying something you didn't offer. Mm -hmm. So I think we all have our own individual areas where we actually are able to imply things and interpret what someone is hinting at. I think the big problem arises in areas where we haven't been socially conditioned to, like, read into something And we never, like, learn that little social rule. And then people think we're rude because of it. Like, if the situation were reversed, Ian would tell me about a splinter with the implication that I should help him with it. But I would interpret it as, oh, you got a splinter. Good for you. And if we didn't have, have, you know, the communication that we do, he might think that I was rude for not grabbing the tweezers and trying to help him because I'm interpreting it as a fact. And he's saying it as an implication of will you help me with it and so i feel like that area can get us in trouble a lot but isn't that so frustrating because he's yes. not asking for help yes he's just hint he's implying he's it. implying but i don't know that rule well now i do i guess but even then i wouldn't if it happened again i wouldn't think to jump to that right and i do think if anything you'd ask well do you need help is it still there might yeah. not even be there i had a splinter today It's gone now. Yeah, because I had the plan to ask him for help later, but I wasn't ready for him to help me right then. And in my mind, I'm like, when I need help, I will ask him. But he was like, oh, you need help now. You're telling me because you need help. And I was just telling him as a fact. And I've talked about her before, but there's this TikToker, Megan Foley, who gave a really good example of this problem, like when it can get us in trouble socially. And it's always so confusing. And I feel like the more examples we give of this, the the better that we can communicate because we'll kind of be aware of it. She was talking about someone asks her if the laundry is done in the washing machine. And so she goes and checks on it and says, comes back and says, yes, it's done. And they ask her if she switched it over to the dryer. But she was like, no, you just asked me in her mind. It was like, no, you're asking me a yes or no question. I said, yes, the washing is done. Mm-hmm. They were implying if it's done, will you switch it over? Right. 
But she didn't know that because to her it was just a yes or no question because that's not a social rule that she's been conditioned to pick up that implication. And the person, like, got mad at her and thought that she was, and this happened to me, now that I think back on it, this happens to me all the time and happened to me so much as a child, where people think you're being a smartass. Right. When you take things literally, like Amelia Bedelia style. <laughs> but <laughs> Right? But it's not being a smartass. It's like, if you wanted me to switch it over, if it was done, you should have said that. To me, this is just, is it done or is it not done? And I, yes. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't read into that. Maybe I would think to do it to be nice, but I wouldn't know that they were implying that I should do it. I might think of it on my own be like, oh, it's done. Maybe I could switch it for them. But I would never pick up on the fact that they were telling me to go switch it. Yeah. Right? I've, I've done this as a CNA. Um, one of the nurses asked me when I was in the ICU, which I didn't go to the ICU often. I didn't know the rules there. And she's like, can you hang this bag of precaution gowns? And I go, Yeah. And I literally hung the bag on the little hook of precaution gowns. And she was, like, laughing at me. She's like, no, you got to, like, take them out of the bag, roll them up, and put them in the little thing that they are supposed to go in. And I was like, okay, well, you just said to hang it on the—you said, can you hang it? And I hung it. Yeah. Yeah. I would do the same thing. Yeah. And and she's like, well, I just assumed you'd do it like the other ones. And I'm like, okay, but I don't go here often. I don't know how the other ones are hung. <laughs> yeah. And so you, Amelia Bedelia style, I did, did yeah. literally what was asked of you. I don't think Amelia Bedelia did anything wrong. I know. I got to reread the books, though, before. <laughs> There's a baseball uh, book where they tell her to run home, and so she runs home. Yeah. <laughs> but they meant home base. I mean, if I was her, I'd run home, too. I don't like baseball. <laughs> yeah, you just run home. Yeah, this is much better. Good idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for a, a Patreon, we should read Amelia Bedelia and talk about the injustices that yeah. she faced, because she's for sure autistic. That's a great idea. She just took everything at face value. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. But this whole situation with the splinter also made me think of our in our ADHD point two or part two episode that just came out where, Kristen, you were talking about like not being able to take a hint. Yeah. Or uh, or you were talking about not being able to hint at or imply things. And yeah. it made me think of how. Some, I also can't take hints. Yes. You, you cannot take hints. You, you don't read into things. No. You take things at face value. Yeah. You take things very literally. You're not like reading the behind-the-scenes meaning of things. No. You're just taking it at face value. Yes. And we have a group text going with our friend Gracie, where we text in there all the time. And sometimes she will, like, say something in the group text, and then she'll text me separately, and she'll be like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about... Because she, on the flip side, overthinks everything that she, she says. She really does, yeah. To the point where it's like, oh, my God, dude, no. No one's thinking that. But she'll text me and be like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about how I was saying that. And do you think Kristen is, like, reading into what I said? And do you think she like she's upset? And do you think she thinks I'm implying this? And I'm like, <laughs> crazy. I promise you, Kristen's barely reading your text, yeah, let alone reading, reading into, into it your is text. Not, reading is the issue. I'm not reading into anything. I'm yeah. barely reading. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so much extra work to both read it thoroughly and then, like, read this hidden, hidden meaning it. into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it makes me laugh honestly, out loud. I probably didn't even read it. Yes. So. Uh, and, over, you know, meanwhile, she's, like, freaking out in her brain, like, oh, I hope Kristen isn't offended. I hope she doesn't think that I'm, like, hinting at this thing. I'm like, have you met Kristen? <laughs> she would never consider that you were hinting at anything, anything. even if you were. Yeah. <laughs> she won't pick up on it. No, so you're going to do have that. to tell me. Yes. Send, like, a winky face. Yes. Of some sort. Yeah. That's why texting was really hard when it first happened, because... 
like now we have emojis, but pre-emoji because mm. we're that old. Yeah. There's so many things. There's so many things that are implied that I don't know. I just remember when texting first came out, it was a difficult time for me. <laughs> well, people talk about like, um, what do they call them? Not mood indicators. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Like on tone, so- tone indicators on social yes. media where they'll put like slash S to mean sarcastic. Yeah. Or like slash G-E-N to be like, I'm genuinely asking this question. Yeah. Because a lot of autistic people have trouble reading the intentions and the tone of someone's message. There's a link you can share. We'll have to find it and put it in the show notes where it has all the like the secret codes of mm. tone indicators. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You should start using those. Yeah, because those are really helpful if you can't, like, get the in-person tone. And even then, the in-person tone can be difficult to pick up on. So it would be nice if we did that in real life as well. Yeah. Slash S. So, <laughs> I'll start doing that. I have to make, sarcastic. like, a sign for it or something. Yeah. Sign language. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's uh, I think that's the end of our big bite. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, you can like, follow, subscribe. Anywhere where you get your podcast, you can re- leave us a review. Ooh. That's really nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. You can follow us at Weirds of Feather at, on the Instagram. You can join our Facebook group. You can email us at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments that you want us to talk about or you want us to reply, we're happy to do so. I love reading emails here and nowhere else. Yep. <laughs> um, the only email I read is the wolf email. And if you really enjoyed this and you want to keep this horse train moving, Mm -hmm. you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash weirds of a feather. You got it. Did I get it? You got it. Whoa. Woo. We need That'll be our celebration music from now on. I love it. I bet everyone uh, else hates it, but that's yeah, okay. Everybody is like, oh, shut it off. But I did it, and this is a big moment. Woo-woo. Good job. Yeah. I don't know what we were talking about. I'm really pumped about that. So, uh, uh All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's call, it out. All right, it out. Oh, that's a nice turkey. Yeah, thanks. Perfect for the season. Right, in term, time for the season. Spooky season. Yep. Spooky turkeys. Woo! <laughs> Horse ghost bird. <laughs> <laughs>